This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. This nichbod um, means uh, um, not respectable would be, but somebody worthy of respect, I guess, like kavod, vahanora, and affairs. Um, well, it's it's on the second page. No, it's it's no 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 base. It's no no. It's the second sheet. You have you have the other sheets. It's it's the other sheets. Um, This God that is respectworthy, Vanora and the fearsome, mitzvah It is a mitzvah to fear him and to lo- to love him and to fear him. Shenema, like it says, One place it says So you have one person that commands you to love God. I won't possibly command you to fear God. Now, the Rambam here is going with a um, the Rambam here is going with a certain hierarchy. He started out with the myths of belief in God and the prohibition to deny and, and, and have other gods. One. Then he said the mitzvah to make God one. Now he says to love God and to fear God. But he says it's very interesting. He says, this God who is fearsome and um, respectworthy, we are commanded to love him and to fear him. He, what, what he's beginning to say is that 
God is now perceived with two of our emotions. Just like if, if let's say we have an object that's too big for us to encompass with one hand, and we put two hands around it, Hashem has to us two facets. A facet that evokes a tremendous attraction, and a facet that evokes a tremendous awe. Um, repulsion, not because of ugliness, but repulsion out of awe and fear. Are, are you using awe and fear? Um, Inter interchangeably, correct. Okay. Correct. Correct. Um, because awe implies a sense of fear out of respect and, um, and, and overwhelmed rather than, than physical uh, danger. The word fear would mean physical danger, and the word awe would, would sooner mean um, the presence and, and greatness and so on. So he's saying God has two facets, as if you know, a computer has two ports for output. You know, it's got a serial port and it's got a, a parallel port. God, he said before, has different ways in which he manifests himself. The two major ways are command-provoking and fear-provoking. Those fear or respect, I mean respect-provoking and, and respect in, in the sense of love. And be, now, the place where the Rambam gets the word kavod being similar to love, it says kabir respect your father and mother, and it says you shall fear your mother and father. And Rashi says the reason why it's written like that, Rashi brings the Gemara, is love is more naturally evoked towards a mother. So that's what the Torah says, the father first to tell us it should make no difference to you. Fear is evoked by a father, and therefore the Torah says the mother first to tell me again, it makes no difference. They both equally have to be held in, this, in awe and, and be respected. So God is, is termed as someone who is to be respected and, and to be feared. One more point about it. I think, well, two more points. First of all, the Raman puts it together in one halacha. I mean, these are two separate dinim. There's two separate mitzvahs. There's a mitzvah to love God and there's a mitzvah to fear God. The Raman packages it. This tremendous, awesome God, we, we, we're commanded to love and to fear Him. And we will see soon in the Rambam, the next halacha, that they are actually two sides of the same coin. That's point two. Another, one more point. It, it is seen in a lot of the Sfarim, and the Zohar says that fear and love are the two wings to quote this language, uh, with, through which the Shechina soars, or something like that. Basic, through which um, prayers soar up to the Shechina. Basically, what, what it seems to mean is, and the Tanya speaks about it a lot, that the connection between perception and activity is through the emotions. In other words, if, if, I, if, if somebody comes along and tells me he needs money for stucker, and I give him stucker, so if I do it um, very apathetically, so then 
I've done the mitzvah, yes, I've done it. I guess I know that this person should be given staka. He's, I, you know, I believe him that he's poor and he needs money. But if there's no feeling in it, the giving and the thinking didn't really connect in any way. There is no, it's not, if I can say, I gave it to being cognizant of the fact that he's poor. I gave it to him because he applied, he fits the criteria, and I gave it to him. Emotions are the bridge between your understanding and your doing. So if a person feels, you know, if it really dawns on this person doesn't have what to eat tonight, and I give it to him out of that genuine feeling, that is um, the bridge between seichel and between deed, between between understanding and deed. So, fear and love are not two mitzvot, just high and dry, like um, like lulav and shofar and 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 stuck and kiyashofa. They they belong in 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 Yisodia Torah. Yisodia Torah deals with no particular mitzvah, but fundamentals of the Torah as a whole. So we're not dealing with if 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 fear and love are distinct mitzvot and not a central element in our perception of God, then this would not be the place for the Rambam to put it in. The fact that the Rambam put it here means he understand, it, it's to convey to us it's part of our understanding of what God is. We understand with our minds, we understand He's one, and we understand that with our hearts, in, in Ava and in Yerah. That's really the, the way the, the Rambam here is, um, is setting it up. So, so, okay, so we have two mitzvot, Ava and Yerah. There is, before we go further, let me put, put another kuda in. A lot of, a lot, a lot of the Sfarim, early Sfarim, latest Sfarim that speak about this, about Ava and Yerah, Divide up Av and Yira into two types. This is elementary, I'm sure you've heard it. They divide love because of um, because the person does good for you, somebody who treats you well and helps you and so on. So it's kind of gratitude. Then there's a higher love which is not because of gratitude. And maybe we'll try to express later, we'll try to um, phrase it more accurately. And fear is very famous. There's a fear because you might get punished, and there's a fear because you're overawed by somebody. Those are, and the, the words used are, there's yuras haonish, fear of punishment, and yuras haromus, fear of his greatness, which would be like the nervousness you have when you meet somebody who's very big and you're just overawed by the person. Okay, so let's see the Rambam, and then we'll talk about it later. What is the way in which a person can fear and love him? Obviously, you can't tell me specific things to do. We're not talking about a specific mitzvah like putting on film. We're talking about evoking feelings, which there is no way you, you, you can't just command feelings to be evoked. You've got to give me a methodology to evoke them. So he doesn't say, how does one love and fear God? What is the act of loving and fearing? But rather, he's, he's asking himself, what is the method that a person uses to evoke love and fear? 
So the Ramam says here an, a beautifully, a hauntingly beautifully um, picture. When a person looks around and sees the awesome handiwork of God, and he becomes aware of God's wisdom, which has no equivalent nor any um, bounds. He immediately becomes enamored and he praises, um, fire, he also praises, and he's filled with a tremendous passion to understand God. As David said, My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. And as he thinks of these things themselves, as, as he's thinking this, he is immediately taken aback. He becomes scared and frightened. And he realizes he's an infinitesimal being. Low, a failure, dark, omed bedas kala meuta, standing with a very, very light mind, lefneitim days before the perfect of all um, know, knowledge knows. Kamosha Oma David, as David said, ki erashamecha, I look around at your heavens, mo enosh kisisgrena, what is man that you remember him? So the Rambam here says, and we'll, we'll try to Ava is the reflection on God's greatness, and Yura is the reflection on God's greatness. And he, and he also puts it together. He says, Miyad, immediately, he's cast. There's something about it that the Ramam is, is, is connecting it very, very strongly for us. He says, immediately as he's thinking this, and it is the reaction. Let's say we meet somebody that will really. Um, inspired by, or, or somebody that that, that 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 we look at as great, as as overwhelmingly great, you have a mixture of both feelings. You're as nervous as anything because the per- on the other hand, you're very attracted to it. You you really would like to get to know the person, you have to understand the person. So, so the feeling of being scared and attracted at the same time are not things that we're not familiar with. The, the, the reason why it has to be like that, I mean, the reason why that's the primary way of Avenira, I think is because of things that we said before. The Rambam, we explained before that the knowledge that God is all-encompassing and the, 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 the knowledge that there's nothing but God, even though one is a mitzvah's essay and one is a los essay, we said they are two sides of the same coin. It's, it's, it, 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 this is what he is, and this is what no one else is. It's just like one of those pictures, you know, where you can define it by what's inside and what's outside, you know, the white and the black, the goblet with the face. The, the, the knowing of what God is and that everything else is not is one and the same. It's just like some, it, I, can, I can resolve certain problems, I can prove certain things, 
by by um, showing the impossibility of any other answer. You know, I can eliminate any possibility and be left with with, with the with the right answer or, 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 or the opposite. So so the most elementary our most elementary perception of God on the one hand splits into two. It's the knowledge that God is all encompassing and the understanding that nothing else is real but God. It's the same thing on the emotional level. When we're talking about the most basic emotional grasping of God, it is it is the ultimate in the sense that I am overwhelmed and consumed by it. I'm very attracted by it. So fear and love is one and the same. It's two sides of the same coin. And and, and, and like we, we experience, anytime you've met a person, I mean, besides the uh, a person goes out with someone, dates someone, and if the person is very excited, you also, you also have the, the same mixed feelings. Except there you're just nervous, I guess the person will say no. But uh, <laughs> under normal circumstances, there's, there's always a mixture of that, you know, being very impressed with the person and, and really wanting the person and, and you know, being kind of taken a, a, a little overwhelmed. L- let me, um, okay, l- let me add in the kudit here. The, the, um, first of all, the Rambam puts it all in the mind. And this itself was not a Dover Pashut. It's not a simple there, there, there are many Rishonim who like to attack Ava, like to approach Ava as coming from the heart. They say, imagine somebody who showers love on you and who, who, who constantly does you favors. One of the reasons why people like their parents so much is because they've gotten so much from them, rather than particularly that they may be overawed by their tremendous uh, you know, being. So a lot of Sfarim, a lot of Rishonim take that approach that the loving of God is, it comes from how much favor he's bestowed, he's given you existence, he's kept you alive, he's so much Ashkacha, that's one approach. Um, the same thing in Chzidosh Sfarim, the Balatanya himself uses almost the exact words that Rambam described love and fear. What's interesting is he starts the other way around. He starts with the um, he starts with fear first. He says it almost as words as the Rambam, but he starts with the being overwhelmed and then being immensely attracted by it, which is very interesting. But a lot of other citizens felt that that was not the right way. The right way was to just evoke emotions as emotions. But in Rambam, it's very important. It seems to be that it's a bridge from the understanding coming out. One more point about the Ava. There is a, a the Mefarish brings it on the, on, on the side. There is something, the, the, the Mishnah says in Pekka Ovis, that Ava Hatluya Bedover is so full is battle. Any love that depends on something is going to disappear. But but Ava Sha'inatluya Bedover, love that does not depend on anything, is is the will last. Now, it's a very not clear, and it brings. A, 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 it says about Amnon and Tamar that was a love that depended on something. Mishnah says, and that became a, a hatred. Whereas Jonas and David didn't depend on anything, and that became that stayed, and so on. 
How exactly do you say a love that doesn't depend on anything? I, I hate the words. The words that I find the most um, irritating are unconditional love. Unconditional means meaningless. It's, an, it's another way. I mean, if a person knocks someone down and says, love me unconditionally. So, what do you mean? It, 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 for no reason? I, there used to be a joke when I was a kid that a hippie once asked his girlfriend if she loves him. And she said, sure, I love the whole world. You know, what does it mean, unconditional love? I mean, the guy, the person has no redeeming features about him. He's stupid, he's nasty, and he's ugly. And poor, worst, worst of all. Yeah. And he's a poor. Yeah, that, that really, no, I, I've never met any, any ugly... Um, stupid, nasty, wealthy people. So, so it, it's all auto automatic and included in. in uh, <laughs> there's, uh, I hate to go off the size of it. There's, a, there's a piece in, in Nusach Sfarit the Machzorim. It says that at Kedusha, they they bring from that result you can you can be mispalal on Kedusha and Musaf and Roshonim Kippur. You can you can daven for one of three things: successful children, Ruch Hakodesh, or wealth. So somebody said, so it's a very, very hard choice. So someone said, he, he's responsible for wealth. He says, because if I'm rich enough, they'll say my kids are successful and have Ruch HaKodesh. You know, it, it'll, that covers all. So, so anyway, getting back. What does it mean, the unconditional? What does it mean, love, that it's conditional on something, not conditional on something? But, but, but are we really talking in, in a relationship or, or in other things, even our approach to, to, to Yiddishkeit, that, that sometimes you, you start off being attracted by certain tangible things, right. and in the course of developing intimacy with that individual, or right. or, 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 or or something else, or the you know, that, or an ideology, that, right? That 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 eventually that intimacy um, is no longer dependent on the initial things that attracted you to that. In other words, you, you found your wife marvelously attractive when she was twenty. Maybe she's not as attractive when she's when she's sixty-five. Right. But but now you have a love for her. Where, where perhaps if you weren't attracted initially, you never would have gotten to that. True. Intimacy. Very true. It's definitely it, it, what you're saying. I, I I I just want to sharpen the point that I think you're making. When we say I like a person for things, if condition, you know, Every person comes in different layers of. Being, in other words, money being the outermost layer. It, he happens to have money, he could not have money. So money is the, the beauty is, is, is a second layer. Um, charm and, and wit and things like that is, is, a, is a third layer. Um, academic brains and things of that nature is a fourth layer. Let's say pure goodness and, and, and real goodness would be, let's say, a, f a fifth point. The further, the more outside I've... I've um, if it's possible to strip away the money and you have the person still there, so, so then basically you latch onto the money and not the person. If, if it's the outside beauty and that gets stripped away, so then you, you don't have the person. The closer you get to the core of the person, you know, if your connection to the person is to the core of the person, then at that point it's, it, it won't become bottled because it's not exterior to the person. I mean, God forbid somebody who's a very, very good person. I was attracted because of the real quality of the human being. 
and, and, and now he's in a coma. So basically, fine, the, 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 so there's nothing left to the person. But it's not possible for him to, to still remain a human being and not be good. He could, he could start losing his beauty. He, and somebody could start losing even, if I just wanted, it's just as witty saying and a sharp demeanor, so that could, could be taken away also, and then I'm left with nothing. But if I struck home to the core of the person himself, that's the last thing to go is the core of the person. So, so if I'm looking for the same thing as a love of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, if, if I were to associate it with things that he did for me, with the interaction, those are still exterior. I mean, God will never stop being good to me, but, but it's exterior to, to the innermost, quote-unquote, self that I could possibly touch base with. And therefore, if, if I go through a hard point, it's, it's not, it's, it's, it's not going to take me, because at this point, God's mercy and kindness seem to have spent itself. So what I'm looking for is to, to relate to God with the innermost quality that he reveals in the world, which is his awesome chachma and, and knowledge and so on. So the Ava is building itself, going to the Rambam, the same thing about Tanya in much later generations, it's building around God's wisdom, which is the core of anything that was revealed in this world. Anything beyond that, just not here. I mean, any wisdom or chachma is really where it starts. And the, the awareness of, 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 of that awesomeness, that's as close as the root as I can get in this, in this world. That's it. So the Ramam says perceiving that is... Um, is is the is the closest way to get the core of what of what is Akarish Baruch. That's where I'm actually latching on to what Akarish Baruch. So the point, first point is, I, I'm latching on to the point that is centermost or or deepest or most rooted of all of God's revelations, and that is Chachmaso Yisparah, His wisdom. Secondly, the feeling of love is. Um, that I wish to become part of it. It's something that I really feel a desire towards. And if I don't feel, since understanding God is a the only real way I can touch base, there's no tangibility and there's no, there's nothing I can touch and, and God's gifts to me are not predictable. So understanding of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, is really um, the medium through which I can get close to Hakadosh Baruch, which is very much Rambam Shita. Um, again, not everybody agrees 100, but the Rambam Shita is, is very strong in that understanding of Hakadosh Baruch is the strongest way of touching base Hakadosh Baruch. So loving Hakadosh Baruch means being tremendously attracted to the understanding of Hakadosh Baruch and his ways. Yeah. Is he saying here when you look when you look at the world, is, is he is he is he taking an approach, in a sense of being a, a, at least initially, as being a scientist? Um, well, or, yes. Or, or is he saying to you know to to to, to look at Torah and, and the wisdom of Torah? I mean, what? Um, well, two approaches in some sense. It's interesting. You will see. You will see um, later on. He says, I mean, later on, meaning like the next halacha, so he says, being that this is so important, 
I'm going to reveal to you um, some of God's tremendous, uh, pre some of the worlds and so on. And what he does is, he starts with um, Akadosh Baruch who created this world and this world, and, and he goes through different types of angels and so on. So, I'm sorry. So, thank so, 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 the Rambam does seem to feel it's the deeper understanding of the world um, now, which is somewhere, I guess, somewhere between Torah and the world around. In the Rambam's understanding, also, this and so, metaphysics and physics were part of the same science. So understanding the inner essence of the four elements and, and, and the angels and the different and the different um, celestial spheres, it, it kind of overlaps. So it's hard to get a sense of for us that it's it is kind of split. That um, the, the so the Ramam Shita, I'm, I'm explaining to you what Ram Shita is. Our understanding would be as follows: that. Um, in wisdom itself and in knowledge itself, there is also outside and inside. For instance, Kabbalah is called in the realm of Torah, Chachmas Pnimius, the inner, inner understanding. Just like the, the in science, let, let's take an example of science. In science, the observation of phenomena is the outside. And the formula the equation is the inside. And the principle behind the equation is the inside of that inside. So you've got three layers, even science. The apples falling all around uh, is outside. That's the outermost um, law of gravity. The mathematical formula that tells you what G is and, 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 and that second squared it w is, is a, that's a more inner um, um, characterization of, of the law, and the understanding why it's that number and 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 why it's squared per second would, would be an even deeper point to it. So we say to ourselves, all of science, and that's why it's called chachmochitzonios. It's an outside wisdom because n none of this is an end to itself. God's real purpose in the world was to create beings who are choosing right and wrong and acted out in a world with, with, with a vast amount of possibilities. He needed different laws to do it with, and law of gravity is one of those laws. But the real understanding is that everything about the human being, how he acts, how he goes, how he walks, how he thinks, all that, all that is really, so Torah law is seen as being kind of intrinsic to it, and Kabbalah, let's say, would be intrinsic to Torah, but it, it, it's it's not. It, you obviously cannot obviate the chokhmah, the world around. Um, someone told me my my wife's great aunt passed away about three four years ago. Her name was Rebetzin Edelman. She was in the mid nineties, and she was related to the Chazanish by marriage. Um, well, actually, her. Her brothers, her brother married Chazanish's sister, so she was always closer. And she once told over—I mean, she told her many times, it's been printed, but I heard it from her—that 
somebody once brought in a bunch of flowers and put it on the, in a vase on the Chaznish's table. The Chaznish sat down and he started looking at each petal and, uh, and finally she said he had an overwhelmed look and he said, please take it away from me, I, I can't anymore. Like, like he was, he, he was just, Chaznish was, had a very analytical mind and a very poetic neshama and looking and beginning to see how a flower works and how it draws up water and how it, it, it opens up and, and so on and so forth. He, he just, you know, so, so definitely a person is turned on by all these things. You know, a person studies human body, and, and, and at some point the person gets up and says, "You know, it, it's incredible. It's 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 incredible, and, it, and it's and it's overwhelming, and it's uh, you know just." Uh, I I read an article. It's, it hasn't it wasn't printed recently. It was printed somewhere in the 70s and 80s. I ha I have it photocopied because I, I thought it was one of the most astounding things I ever read. It was it was an article printed in an Israeli magazine called Mada, which is. I w it was it was published by Michon Weizmann, and it was kind of like Scientific American. It had a broad range of um, general scientific articles of interest to uh, you know to I guess a science-oriented layman or cross-discipline. I mean, the graphics, the Chrome wasn't anyway it was not anything. But the articles were actually written well. They were written well. They explained well. I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I used to get it until it folded, until the government stopped sponsoring it, and. They had an article by a botanist who mapped out the interaction between um, figs, which are the botanical family of picus, P-I-C-U-S, I think, something like that, and bees or um, wasps, certain wasps, that they, the fertilization and, and the reproduction cycle of, of the wasps and the trees are, are interrelated tremendously. What happens is first the flower is open and then the, the, the female wasp lays her eggs on different follicles. Now, there are short, if they lay on all follicles, the, 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 the thing would, 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 would dry out and, and, and die. So there are long and short follicles. She can't reach the short ones because she can only have over the long ones. It does long. Then the flower closes up, and that allows it to hatch. Then it fills up with carbon dioxide as it's as it's ripening and opens up. And this is the whole. And each each one is specific. An awesome article. And I have it. I I'd actually I, I keep trying to want to translate it to English. It's not long. It's about four pages. And it's a marvelous five-step cycle. The two are interrelated. At the end, he says, I can't finish this article without quoting my professor. And the quote is, there is no end to the wonders of evolution. Now, I, 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 I was astounded by it. First of all, I mean, you know, science doesn't get you an emotional high. That belongs to religion. You should just say we've just finished describing phylum picus and you know and and and, and zehu. This whole hispilus. Secondly, it, it, I mean evolution is supposed to be marvelous. It's supposed to be simple. 
you know, the idea of evolution is that things will form the simplest pattern because things survive a lot better when it's a one-step reproduction than a five-step interrelated with another species. I mean, it's the worst possible way to reproduce is if, 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 if you'd have to go through five different stages and, and you know, and to his spilos of it, it was, I was astounded by, by the, but at any rate, the hispilus of the world around is definitely Avas Hashem. But understanding that this is so much Chachmah there and, and, and so much, uh, you know, the, the awesomeness of it, that the person is overwhelmed by it and would like to be able to touch on it and would like to be able to understand it, that's definitely Ava. On the other hand, if a person really, the, the, the difference is, between um, a between the believer and the not believer is not only the ava the not believer also would like to explore this wonderful wisdom, but he's not awed by it. No, no one's. It, this is an accident. In other words, it, there, 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 if it's an accident, I mean, which evolution is? It's an accident where things just fall along a certain record. So the word awe doesn't make any sense. I, I mean, no one thought of it. It just happened. <laughs> so, so, how can I be overawed by somebody? Yira is the, and one of the things, one of the things that always stood out, I would say, between Chachmei um, Torah and Chachmos Olam. Anybody in the academic world who is really good at it, is very enthusiastic about the work he's doing. Uh, I mean, obviously. But very few people are humbled in that sense. You know, it, it, it's, it's the more knowledge I have, it usually tends to make me arrogant because I know a lot what anyone else does. So, um, so I, why should I be humbled by the knowledge I have? It doesn't make any sense. I mean, you know, no one thought of this be fixed thing. The bees didn't think of it, the figs didn't think of it, there was no God to think of it. So so I'm the smart guy who figured out what's going on over here, that the bees don't understand, the figs don't understand, and no one's informed me. So it's definitely a reason why I should feel good about myself. But if I realize there's somebody who, who put the system in, so it's a very humbling experience. The the the, 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 the I mean the, the says that the beginning of wisdom is the fear of God or it says what um, what uh, wisdom made uh, what wisdom made its crown um, what wisdom put as its crown uh, humility became its heel piece in other words thanks yeah that's a, the, the 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 fact that a person, if, through, if if his understanding is an understanding of God, then it becomes a very overwhelming experience. So so Av and Yura are the same experience, perceiving, and and that's why, in, in a Torah world, anyone who was seen to be Tamil Chacham, but was felt that he was haughty or arrogant, never was considered a gadol. It, it just didn't go because. <coughs> people felt the person is not seeing God's Torah in it. Um, Rabbi Kivega was one of the giants of, of, of the Achronim, uh, the most, one of the most brilliant of the Achronim. 
his humility in every line that he writes. I mean, his questions and his points are the sharpest by far, except for the Vulagon. Vega's questions and points are, but they they are all. I mean, his his humility. His, I mean, the way he writes it, and it's very unaffected. He says. And in my poverty, I have not been able to understand this point. That's that's why, you know, God should only open up my eyes and enlighten me, because in my in my in my shallowness, I have not perceived or something like that. You know, there was this certain sense of it. Those things are only possible if there's somebody behind it. If if I'm looking at someone who's put that chachma seichel in, so the desire. To be close and to be part of it, and be overwhelmed by what it means that someone's done it—that's all. That's only possible way to. In, in relationship to the being that created it, yeah, it's very easy to be humble. In relationship right. to the men, women that you're competing with, it's very easy to be <laughs> arrogant. <laughs> right. You know. but, but 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 it's more than that. If someone created it, the more I understand that that itself, the source of my understanding. And the increase in the increment of understanding I have evoke both. They evoke a tremendous um, pull, and they evoke a tremendous uh, sense of overwhelming. They do go together. That's that's the point. Is okay. We'll hold it here, and we'll see you next time.